It's been a quiet free agency period for the Minnesota Wilds, but they aren't the only team in the Central or the West who hasn't done quite a bit during free agency. We take a look at how things have stacked up for everybody in the Central and the Western Conference as well on today's episode of Locked on Wilds. You're locked on wild. Your daily podcast on the Minnesota Wild. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. What's happening, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Locked On Wild, your daily Minnesota Wild podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Thank you for making Lockdown Wild your first listen each and every day. And just as a reminder, Lockdown Wild is free and available wherever you listen to your podcasts. On today's episode of Lockdown Wild, we take a look at how teams have been doing through free agency and the offseason to look at where the Wilds stack up in the Central Division and the Western Conference as well. We'll look at teams who are making positive additions and some teams that have had to reduce their payroll a little bit. And uh, we'll look at everybody in the Western Conference here today. My name is Seth Topal, host of Lockdown Wild, veteran Minnesota sports content producer with well over a decade's worth of experience covering your favorite Minnesota sports teams and now guiding you through the offseason. It's been a quiet free agency period for the Minnesota Wild. No NHL-level deals have been signed as of yet. Some extensions and some uh, AHL uh, two-way contracts have been uh, handed out by the Wild so far, but I uh, thought it would be an interesting to take a look at how the rest of the uh, Western Conference has been doing because there have been some teams that have not been having a particularly good time during free agency, and uh, of course, you get a team like the Calgary Flames who look like they are going to be uh, substantially different uh, from the team that they were this past season. So we're just going to go through and just look at uh, what some of the other teams throughout both the Central Division and the Western Conference have been doing to see kind of where the Wilds stack up in the potential playoff push, the way-too-early look at uh, teams that will be playoff teams and teams that will not be. So we're going to start off in the Central. Now, obviously, as I mentioned, for the Wilds, have not added anybody to an NHL deal as of yet, some depth signings uh, to help out the Iowa Wild roster, and uh, some major subtractions, Kevin Fiala, Cam Talbot, uh, to name a few of them. So the Wilds have, they've taken a little bit of a step back in that department, but if you look at it, uh, just look at the teams in the Central so far. Arizona, they're they're a little ways away yet, so uh, it's safe to say that the Coyotes will not be competing for the uh, Central Division crown anytime soon. Uh, the Chicago Blackhawks, if you missed it, they have had a uh, major fire sale pretty much all season, and so Chicago going to be in a position to be, uh, well, not good. Um throughout uh, the course of this season. Now, the Winnipeg Jets have had uh, a little bit of a sell-off themselves. So you take those three teams, and I'm just going to throw them out the window 
at this point and focus on the uh, remaining five teams in the division. The Colorado Avalanche, of course, won the Stanley Cup and had a ton of moves that they had to try to uh, to get done to sign some of their depth guys and uh, to just maintain the core that they've built um, that has led to them being one of the premier teams in not only the Western Conference, but the NHL as well. Big change in the net as Darcy Kemper is gone, went to uh, the Washington Capitals. And so uh, a new goalie tandem for the Avalanche, but a tandem, I think, that uh, could potentially be better, depending on what you think of Pavel Fransus. Um, could be a better goalie tandem. And really the major loss for Chicago or for uh, Colorado was the uh, the loss of uh, Andre Burakovsky to the Seattle Kraken. Beyond that, the uh, the Avalanche have really done a good job to maintain um, a lot of what helped get them to the team that ended up winning the Stanley Cup. So Colorado still, in my mind, is the team to beat in the Central Division and probably the team to beat, arguably, in the Western Conference once again. The other teams... And this just seems like it's always the case. You've got the Wild, the Blues, the Stars, and the Predators who are all basically just jockeying for position right now. And by and large, have all had relatively quiet um, off-seasons so far. The Dallas Stars have a new coach after um, Rick Bonus was let go. Uh, Peter DeBoer is now the, uh, the head coach of the Dallas Stars. You lose John Klingberg and a couple of other pieces. You add Mason Marchment. So the Stars are a team that I think is hoping that uh, they can be a little better than they were this past season. Although they had a great year at 46, 30, and 6 with 98 points. So hoping they can be right around where they were this past season, fighting for a potential wild card spot uh, in the postseason. Uh, the Nashville Predators, another team who had a, again, they, they've signed a couple of players and they've made a couple of, uh, they made a big trade for Ryan McDonough from the Tampa Bay Lightning. Uh, so they have made some moves. Biggest move for them of the offseason, though, was trying to re-sign Philip Forsberg, which they did. And so you add McDonough to the mix, maybe a little bit, on the uh, on the backslope of uh, of his career, and you add Nino Niederreiter to give some more punch offensively to that team, so they're going to be right around where they were um, this past season as well. Now maybe you don't get the same elite level of play from the likes of Roman Yossi and. Um, and Forsberg, too. You know, those guys are great players. Maybe they don't play at that extremely high level that they did this past season, but safe to say that Nashville is going to be right in the mix once again um, this coming season. The St. Louis Blues, they are a team that has been linked to Matthew Tuchuk, who wants out with Calgary. If they were to be able to make that happen, I think the St. Louis Blues pull into second place 
in the division. They may already be there, but the Blues as well. They have had uh, a kind of quiet offseason, um, losing Ville Husso and David Perron. Um, they signed Tomas Grice to be the backup. They're going then with Jordan Bennington as their starting goalie. And so the Blues are, I think, in a similar spot to um, to where the Wild are at. They, they had some losses offensively, uh, shakeup at the goalie position. So main point is that in the Central, I think a lot of these teams right around the Wilds, the Blues, the Predators, and the Stars are are all going to be fighting for those spots once again this upcoming season. Now, I think based on how things have played out and what the Wilds need to have go well in order for them to have another successful season, mostly being the uh, the goaltending of Marc-Andre Fleury, it's probably more likely that the Wild are fighting for a wild card spot this upcoming season as opposed to being one of those top three in the division. Um, I think you can take your pick depending on which one you like the best. I'd imagine it'd be Colorado, then some combination of St. Louis and Nashville or Dallas. I think those will be the three that are fighting for the other two divisional spots. Now, if the Wilds get good goalie play from Marc-Andre Fleury, if he doesn't show his age, they could be fighting for one of those spots because there haven't been any moves in the Central that have really led you to believe, wow, these uh, this is one that can definitely put this team over the top. I would imagine the closest to that is probably the uh, Ryan McDonough trade, but again, that depends on if you think what you think he has left in the tank for the Nashville Predators, still very good defensively. And so maybe that's enough with the Nino Niederreiter signing to kind of push the Predators up into that mix. But I think all of these teams are in relatively similar spots. Uh, And so as we've seen, the Central Division is just going to be another dogfight this coming season with the one exception being the Colorado Avalanche who are the leaders of the pack um, once again. Now, in the Pacific, there has been a pretty seismic shift, um, and the team at the top is taking on water. We'll talk about how things have gone out west as we continue our look at the Western Conference on today's episode of Locked on Wilds. From the people who invented healthy and tasty comes the latest gift for your taste buds. You've probably tried the amazing Coconut Brownie Chunk Built Bar, but guess what? Your friends at Built have given Coconut Brownie Chunk the puffs treatment. That's right, Coconut Brownie Chunk Built Bar flavor you love in a deliciously chewy marshmallow covered in 100% real chocolate. It's like a fluffy cloud of coconut brownie goodness. I myself am not a fan of coconut in really any circumstance, but in this case, I make a very large exception. But even ignoring that, they're good for you too. Low calorie, low sugar, high protein, and all of the deliciousness you can handle. They are going fast though. So head to built.com, use the promo code locked 15, and you'll get 15% off your order. 
Again, use the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. Continuing today's episode of Lockdown Wild, once again, thank you for making Lockdown Wild your first listen each and every day. Which NFL stars move the betting lines the most? All this week, Lockdown is giving you the 50 most valuable players in the NFL from the odds makers at Bet Online. You can find all of the episodes breaking down all 50 most valuable players in the NFL on Lockdown NFL, wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. Let's move to the Pacific Division. And Calgary Flames have not had a great time this offseason. They lose Johnny Goudreau to the Columbus Blue Jackets, just like we all expected would happen. And Matthew Tuchuk now says he wants out. So the Calgary Flames could go from number one team in the Pacific to not making the postseason this year because... I think if you look at the Pacific compared to the Central, uh, just like we had last year in which uh, we had five teams in the Central make the postseason and just three in the Pacific, let's go through and take a look. So you've got the Seattle Kraken. Had a rough year in their first year in the NHL. Nothing leads me to believe that that won't be the case once again here this season. So I think we can just do like we did with the Coyotes and the Blackhawks and just push just push the Kraken off to the side and uh, just move on. The Anaheim Ducks had a great start last year. Uh, they have made some moves here uh, this offseason, which have been met by uh, a, pretty, a pretty measured response, depending on who you ask. But uh, the Ducks have definitely been busy trying to um, improve their team. Ryan Strom and Frank Vetrano have been added. So the Ducks are a team that maybe can get a little further into the season this year before they hit the wall and kind of run out of gas. But I don't know if I necessarily buy it. San Jose Sharks traded away Brent Burns, re-signed Capo Kakinen, amongst other things. They're still another couple of years away from seriously competing, so throw them out as well. The Vegas Golden Knights, who you may remember just straight up gave Max Pacioretty away to try to clear cap space, are in a mess of a situation right now. And so I think it's safe to say that uh, they have been given a pretty bad uh, offseason grade. They haven't added anybody. And, uh, you know, you, you give away a player just to clear cap space. They're going to be in a bad spot. And so I don't think, I don't think we'll see Vegas even competing for a uh, postseason spot here this year. Now, the teams that I think have the best chance, the Vancouver Canucks, who were a mess when the year started. They brought in former Wild head coach Bruce Boudreau. He helped steady the ship, and it was a much better Vancouver team down the stretch. So I think Vancouver makes enough noise to be fighting for a playoff spot themselves. The Los Angeles Kings, who acquired Kevin Fiala to give them some offensive punch, uh, adding to the mix a team that really surprised all season. They, I think, will be in the number two spot in the Pacific this coming season. 
I'm putting the Vancouver Canucks in the third spot in the Pacific. Calgary Flames, I'm dropping to fourth. The Edmonton Oilers grabbed really the only thing that they needed, and it is a substantial upgrade over what they had in the net. Uh, And so uh, we no longer have to worry about Mike Smith not seeing pucks from center ice that slip past him in playoff games. We don't have to worry about that anymore. So I think the Pacific could look something like Edmonton on top, then the LA Kings, then the Vancouver Canucks, then Calgary, and then after that, fight it out amongst yourselves. The So again, the only team that I think really has a chance to compete for a wild card spot is the Vancouver Canucks. The Kings, the Oilers, and the Flames are all going to get those um, they're all going to get those divisional spots. And then beyond that, it's Vancouver with probably the Wilds and Dallas, St. Louis, Nashville. Those, I think, are going to be the teams that are fighting for spots here um, this coming season. And you look through it, a lot of the action in terms of free agent signings, in terms of trades, has shifted from Western Conference to Eastern Conference. Biggest fish that was available this offseason, Johnny Goudreau. He went to Columbus. The Chicago Blackhawks sent a couple of players to the Eastern Conference. And so a lot of the top-end talent has gone out east. Now, I could be swayed to pull Colorado down a little further depending on what happens with Nazem Kadri, who still hasn't signed as of yet, which is just bizarre to me that a player that talented could just still be sitting there for somebody to grab. Uh, a lot of it comes down to teams trying to clear up salary cap space, and there just be, not being a lot of teams that are really receptible to moving it at this point. But if Kadri leaves Colorado, that certainly weakens the avalanche. Now, that doesn't change them from a Stanley Cup contender to a wild card contender or anything like that, but it will make it more difficult for them to repeat. I still think they're probably the best team in the Central, assuming Kadri does not go to somebody in the Central Division. Now, the one big domino that can, I think, push a team closer to Colorado would be getting to Chuck from Calgary. Depending on what the trade package was, going back to the Flames, adding to Chuck to the mix would, for instance, push the St. Louis Blues a little closer to that avalanche caliber. I think in that instance... That would move the Blues to number two in the Central. And then you're fighting for the third spot or one of the wild card spots uh, beyond that. So there are still some big dominoes that can sway how things go the rest of the free agency um, and through the offseason. But there have been a lot of teams in the Western Conference that have been kind of holding serve and a lot of the action has been going on out east. So 
I think a lot of the teams that were playoff caliber this past season will be again. And the teams that have really kind of sold off pieces, well, they'll be watching like they were last season as well. So it'll be interesting to see how this all plays out. Of course, some big variables for the Minnesota Wilds to help them be a playoff caliber team. And we'll touch on those as we get closer to the uh, start of the season. Um, but for the Wilds, they, as we've talked about, there is still potential for them to make a couple of moves. And so uh, we'll look at some more potential names that the Wilds could uh, be linked to as we continue today's episode of Locked on Wild after this. Final segment of today's episode of Lockdown Wild. Once again, thank you for making Lockdown Wild your first listen each and every day. Finishing up today's episode by taking a look at some other names that the Wilds could take a look at uh, to fill out their roster. Now, again, like we said, it's not like they have a handful of spots that they uh, they need somebody to fill. It's more so just trying to find the right veteran or find the right player to come in and add a little versatility to the mix, similar to what Freddie Goudreau gave the team um, as a free agent uh, that Bill Guerin was able to sign before this past season. One name that's been thrown around, and I did want to address this one in particular because he's a little bit on the older side. He does, again, have some history with Bill Guerin having uh, had Pittsburgh as one of his previous spots um, throughout the course of his career. He'd be able to help out on the power play, uh, and uh, you know he's on the older side, and so I wonder if he would want to come here or would be looking for a team that can better help him get that final cup Uh, to add to his ledger. That, of course, is Phil Kessel. He spent the last couple of seasons living it up with the Arizona Coyotes. And you look at what this team is, is trying to get. They are just looking at this point for a forward that um, they can throw into the mix, maybe a center, maybe a wing. The things that I look at with this and uh, whether or not this is you know, a substantial rumor that Phil Kessel would, would even want to, uh, to come here. There were previous rumors linking him to Minnesota, but obviously that did not turn out. Otherwise, he would have come here. I, I, just, I wonder at this point, at 34, what he is going to, uh, to want um, for his final couple of seasons and is it going to take the thing I worry about most with players in that age range is it going to take multiple years to get it done if he would come here on a one-year deal there'd be no Goligoski-ish strings attached to it could get him for a one-year deal see how it works out then that would be a route I think that they could the Wilds could look into if it's going to take two years to spread the money out or I 
I don't know if it's I don't know if it's something that would be mutually beneficial for team and player. Yes, he would be able to help out with the power play. Yes, you could throw him in on a couple of different lines depending on what you needed him for. But I, I think I think his best bet at this point is just signing on with the contender to chase another cup, maybe be a bottom six guy and just give it maybe one more go and then that will be it for the one that we like to call Phil the Thrill. So I don't know if I see a fit there necessarily for the Wild and Phil Kessel, but uh, again, saw that that was a link um, over the uh, the last week or so and wanted to bring it into the forefront to address it. Some of the other players who could be intriguing options for the Wilds, uh, you look at a guy who had a pretty solid season this past year, and uh, that is Danton Heinen. Had 18 goals this past season um, and ended up not being given a qualifying offer. And so uh, he is somebody that could be signed left shot, is 27. And if you look at what he has done over the last couple of seasons, this past year with Pittsburgh, had uh, 33 points in 76 games. He's played with the Bruins. He's played with the Ducks. And so, again, if you're looking for a wing that can give you some scoring to try to help offset the loss of Kevin Fiala, then maybe that is a route that uh, the Wild look at as well. His salary this past year was um, a pretty, it, it was slightly over a mil. Uh, I think it was $1.1 million. And so it's not going to cost you an arm and a leg in a year in which you don't have unlimited cap uh, to work with. It's not going to cost you a lot. And it could be a situation, again, where you get somebody that really impresses and maybe ends up being a piece that you can try to resign or can flip to another team for some prospects, depending on how the season goes for the Wild. So another name to throw out there, because he has had, um, he's had a couple of seasons of over 10 goals, a couple of those with the Boston Bruins. So... Danton Heinen, another name that uh, could maybe be a potential free agent look for the Minnesota Wild as we continue through the offseason. Now, on tomorrow's show, we're going to address the topic that I had mentioned earlier in the week, that being if Marc-Andre Fleury can handle a full starter's workload now that he is the unquestioned starter and Philip Gustafson is your backup goalie. So we'll take a look. It won't or it shouldn't shock you that the numbers actually lean one way, and it's not the way that I thought they did. So we'll talk about that on tomorrow's show, but that will wrap up today's episode of Lockdown Wilds. So thank you once again for tuning in. Now that your first listen of the day is done, make sure you check out the Lockdown NHL podcast to get further reaction to all the biggest moves and the potential biggest trade of the offseason that being Matthew Tuchuk being sent out of Calgary. 
All that and more can be found on the Locked On NHL podcast wherever you listen to your podcasts. Just like Locked On Wild, make sure to follow us on YouTube and your favorite podcast platform so that you can stay up to date with all things Minnesota Wild as we continue to navigate the offseason. Locked On Wilds will keep you up to date with new episodes all offseason long as part of the Locked On Sports Podcast Network.